Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are joining me here today. It is May 13th, a Wednesday. We are halfway to the weekend. However, it looks like it's going to be a rainy weekend this week. Uh, Actually, we're supposed to have rain every day for the next several days. Um, Hopefully, it's going to be just a short rain in the night, and during the day, it dries off, and we can keep doing stuff outside. But you know what? This is Illinois, and I'm not putting my money on the weather on any day, because I have seen it change. (laughs) Oh, well... I've got my coffee. Oh, I had to um, go over to Rural King last night. And if you remember, I was talking a couple of months ago about uh, coffee that was a fundraiser for St. Jude's Hospital. And it was like real dark roast coffee. I mean, it, it, you brewed that, it got up and it walked around the house for a while before it let you drink it. It was that strong. And uh, they had it there still. Because apparently, I think it was just too strong of a of a blend for a lot of people, but they uh, uh, they had it on sale. So what's normally you know a, a twenty dollar box, uh, I was able to get for what was it? I think it was like thirteen or fourteen dollars. So I'm good with coffee for a while. <laughs> oh. Well, today I was just laying there in bed and I was thinking and I was thinking about the podcast and I was wondering, you know, as far as, you know, you get different trending topics. And so I was just looking at some of the different trends and this this really isn't per se a trend, uh, but it's a, uh, it's a, it was a little infographic regarding, um, when you know prevalence rates and what are the different rates for different kind of conditions and as i was looking at it, it kind of surprised me because i thought the numbers were pretty low but basically i think it's where you're looking at just a snapshot and this percent of the people uh at this during this given time period were you know would have had a diagnosis and it's a worldwide um, chart. So it's not like just the United States because you can have certain, uh, diagnosis trends taking place, um, as, as, as people start thinking differently about conditions. Uh, I remember years ago, and I think I've probably talked about this on the podcast, we had a change in psychiatrist. Uh, when I worked at the mental health center, this would have been back ooh, probably around 1991, I'm going to guess, <clears throat> 1992, something like that. And we had um, uh, the people that were in the program that I ran, uh, the the most prominent diagnosis was chronic schizophrenia. And we had a change in psychiatrist. And all of our people with schizophrenia became bipolar disorder with psychotic features. And then uh, after about a year, that psychiatrist left. And we had another psychiatrist uh, come in. 
and all of our bipolar disorder with psychiatric feature or psychotic features became schizophrenics again. So you can see certain trends. That was just in one clinic, but you can see certain trends kind of take place. So different countries, different things. But anyway, I'm digressing. Um, and as I'm looking at it, I thought, okay, this is this is kind of interesting. The uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, uh, disorders that are covered here, and it's the title of the graphic is prevalence by mental and substance use disorder, you know, world, 2017. So we're looking at you know like three years ago. And what do you think is the most? What do you think is the biggest one? Well, if you said anxiety disorders, you'd be right. Um, they're saying that basically worldwide, uh, 3.76% of the people had diagnosis of anxiety disorders. And then just a little bit below that at 3.4% is depression. Alcohol use disorders, 1.4. Drug use disorders, 0.9. Bipolar disorder, which is a mood disorder, um, 0.6. Schizophrenia, 0.25. And eating disorders, 0.21. And again, the numbers that I have always consistently seen in the past are much higher than this on a percentage-wise basis, but this could be taking into account that you have, again, different clinicians, different psychiatrists, doctors in different countries and in different cultures interpret things differently. And that's not to say our way is right. That's just saying they interpret things differently because cultures are different. Um, but as I'm looking at this, um, in thinking about it, you know, the the biggest ones being anxiety disorders, depression, and then right after that, you know, with your alcohol, drug abuse uh, disorders, I'm looking at it and it's like, you know, you can kind of divide this into two groups. You have groups where, um, a group where you have more of an external, non-biological influence on it. And you have others where there's much more evidence to support, you know, a genetic, biological causation. Whenever I see anxiety disorders and, you know, I hear people say, oh, they, you know, they run in my family or something like that. It's like, yeah, they may, but that doesn't mean that it's a genetic thing there is much greater likelihood that that is from a learned behavior. You grew up in a family where there were a lot of, of, of people with anxiety and that became your worldview. And you can have the same kind of thing take place with depression as well. Um, we can condition ourselves uh, to become depressed. Uh, there's you know, situational losses can lead to biochemical depression. Uh, you can also have it running very strong in families. I'm not denying that at all. But you you can have a lot of, of external factors or thinking factors involved. Of course, alcohol, 
drug use disorders. Uh, they're involved with an external chemical taking, taken into the body that leads to those. But then we have the other three. Um, uh, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Um, I guess I didn't notice that last one is, is eating disorders. You know, when you're looking up stuff on a phone, sometimes the size of it kind of hides parts. I didn't even see the eating disorder part down there. And I'm going to throw eating disorder uh, at point two up with the uh, the others um, as far as having a lot of external factor on that. But when you look at bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, there's a lot of evidence that supports that those conditions tie in greatly to genetics. Uh, you see those factors involved. There's, there's a, a uniqueness with those. And as I'm looking at this and thinking about kind of describing it, uh, I started thinking about a washing machine. And, you know, some washing machines stay balanced with the loads real well. Some washing machines seem to get out of balance and start doing their wonky dance and making banging sounds real, real easily. Um, used to have a washing machine, gosh, 20 years ago, and it got out of balance on almost every load. And I had a Cocker Spaniel back then, and she was convinced that there was a monster underneath the washing machine. And whenever that happened, it was trying to get out because she would go down there and just frantically and feverishly just bark, 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 bark right there and you know at the underneath part of the washing machine. I think she I really believe she was convinced something was trying to get in the house and she was going to fight and defend her family from the monster under the washing machine. <laughs> but <clears throat> you see, you can have if you've got a washing machine that does that, there could be one of two reasons. It could be that the washing machine, the clothes were put in in such a way that it got out of balance. And that happens. That, you know, depending on what you put in there. So whenever it's taking place, you, you open up the lid, you rearrange the clothes, you put it back down, boom, you know, it is settled. There's, you know, things are in balance again and the rest of your, your washing cycle uh, tends to go without a hitch. Then you have others where it may sound like that, and you can rearrange the clothes all you want, but it doesn't fix it. It doesn't make it better. It, uh, it continues to have problems, and it may even worsen. And that's because while you may have similar uh, sounds and actions coming from the washing machine, the problem is not with balance. The problem is with bearings. Uh, the, the little things in there with, uh, that allows uh, things to turn nice and smoothly. If you get a problem with bearings, you can wind up with all kinds of other problems. You see, one problem is, you know, these two is things were put in wrong or they got moved around in the washing cycle and got out of balance. The other is there's something deeper that is the problem that needs to be addressed in an entirely different way. And that's kind of how it is when I'm looking at these disorders. When I see someone with an anxiety disorder, 
they may be having their fight or flight kick in. As a matter of fact, that's probably uh, one of the first uh, things I'm assessing for to see, is it just worry or are they having some biological reactions? Not that there's necessarily anything wrong initially with their biology, but it, it's it's kind of like their load has gotten out of balance. There's been things that have happened and and their their way of coping with it has not been effective leading to anxiety problems. When it comes to depression, I don't automatically go the direction of, oh, well, you have a biological condition, it's genetic, we need to get you on medication. That very well may be the case, but I'm going to look to see if the load is out of balance, if there is, you know, uh, just like in the washing machine. Are there areas of their life that's out of balance? Have they gone through some major losses? Are they undergoing chronic stress? Uh, are they in a situation that is is worsening and they're falling into a belief of despair regarding it? Those are the things that I look at first because that's kind of like before you call a repairman, you check to see if the load of the washing machine is out of balance. When I look to substance abuse disorders, you know, uh, again, we, we've got a load that's out of balance and we need to get the person clean and sober. But there may also be some bearing problems with the motor. There may, you know, what, what led to them uh, developing... Uh, some sort of an addiction or an abuse problem with alcohol or other drugs. You know, is it uh, a strong predisposition in the family? Uh, you know, where you you look and it's like the whole family's filled with alcoholism. Well, that could be because of the uh, the little cultural aspect inside a family and that this is a normal behavior. Or it could be there's the genetic factor that's involved with alcohol. Um, and so you, sometimes you have to, after you, you know, are working on the clean and sober part, getting the, uh, the substances out of their system and keeping it out of their system, then you may have to look to what are some other original causes and, uh, to try to fix those. So it's, it's okay. We got the load balanced, but we're still going to call a repairman to, uh, check things out. When we look to bipolar and schizophrenia, if we're getting an accurate diagnosis on this, then we're calling the repairman uh, because there we're looking at conditions that have a lot of strong evidence to support that uh, what we're looking at is something that is deeper. It's something genetic. There is a strong biological component to it. It's not in the same way as those other conditions. Um, eating disorders, I am not going to claim to be an expert on it. I've worked with some people with it, uh, but not enough to have a super strong uh, authoritative opinion. Um, the people that I have worked with um, that have had eating disorders um, most of them have had 
what we call a comorbidity. There were other issues going on. And in their particular cases, it looked like the eating disorder was more of a reaction to the underlying mental condition. Uh, for some, it was personality disorders. For some, it tied into trauma and abuse. Uh, and this was um, a coping strategy uh, that uh, uh, wasn't effective and created a lot of other problems. So I guess the thing I would say as far as a takeaway is there's there's a lot of different kinds of mental disorders that are out there. And there's some that appear to be very much associated with aspects of life being out of balance. And if you can get things back into balance, symptoms start dissipating. Symptoms start clearing up. But you have to use some wise discernment. And this is where, you know, a lot of times you need to go see a therapist or see, you know, a psychiatrist, uh, somebody that has had some experience in it to determine is it, you know, are there other underlying things that still need to be addressed uh, that may need a medication or something deeper than just putting things back in balance? But if you're having anxiety, if you're having depression, if there's substance use disorders, let's look to balance. Let's get things in a better state of balance. All right, that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. I hope this uh, 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 created some, uh, some things for you to think about today, whether it's with you, whether it's with a family member or friend, or just uh, understanding it in general. All right, time to get outside and feed some critters. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.